cooking the medicine is a ritual by itself. And now I'm gonna talk about the recipe of the ayahuasca. You can cook ayahuasca with different plants, but certain plants, there's actually just one plant, one plant who's carrying the spirit of Mother Ayahuasca. Or I thought the plants together, so the DMT and the Mayo inhibitor, because Ayahuasca contains about DMT and the Mayo inhibitor, that's a holy merit. You cook this for a long, long time, which I will tell later. Um, that's the holy merit, and then you have the Ayahuasca, I thought. But no, if you want to learn, we have to go to Brazil. Journey really made a huge impact. If you like, if you realize that I have the initiation, we did our combo, we were clean, and we were ready to help in the fight you to make the medicine. And again, he can give me the recipe, but still it's your own journey if it works out or not. That was the first time I cooked my own medicine. And yes, I used the Kapi and the Chakruna. Welcome to the House of Oneness podcast, where we dig deep into the world of plant medicine to help you in your spiritual and personal growth. Our host of this podcast has traveled the world to learn from different shamans, maestros, and other spiritual leaders. She has many years of experience with plant medicine ceremonies. Here is your host, Maria Joanna. to cook ayahuasca. I guess a lot of people would like to discover how to make this because it's such an amazing and powerful medicine to heal yourself, to change your life, to find out who you are, to find your soul purpose and to deepen your relationship with life and yourself. In this podcast, I'm going to take you with me, like I'm going to take you into my journey, how I learned to cook ayahuasca. And this is not something you will just easily learn. If I would give you the recipe today and you will cook the ayahuasca, big chance that it's not gonna work out. To me, it's so much more. And when I first drank ayahuasca, this was in 2013, I thought this is the secret to life. I see it as if the spirit of mother ayahuasca is the spirit of mother earth. And we all come from nature. We are part of nature. And this beautiful medicine can help you to remember that you are part of nature. And as if this is Mother Earth helping you to remember you, to heal you, to support you, to give you insights. And the most beautiful thing that you can experience in this ceremony is that oneness. That is also why my company is called House of Oneness. I had this experience in the first, in the very first ayahuasca experience. I know it's not for everyone because I have had a whole career in ayahuasca, which is now Shoko Bliss. And Shoko Bliss is also a beautiful medicine that contains the spirit of mother ayahuasca, but it's more gentle. Yeah, it can be kind of the same effective, but yes, definitely a different uh, space. The spirit of mother ayahuasca is in it, and that's something I really, really love because this spirit helped me so much to heal, to remember, to find my path, to have insights. So many times in my life, she has been guiding me to like, hey, stop this, start this. Um, this, yeah, guidance, like earthly guidance also, but also so much more. And yeah, how did I learn to cook the medicine? Because cooking the medicine is a ritual by itself. It's not something you can do in one day. I mean, not if you are... A, outside the jungle um, because the ayahuasca is normally made also with the water of the river and this is a certain pH this is matching better with 
uh, the plants and it's easier to cook the ayahuasca when you're in the jungle. But yeah, we are not in the jungle. And many times I call myself urban shaman. Urban because yes, I'm a white woman, I'm urban. I come from the Western world. I understand the Western world. But at the same time, I love the plant medicine and I see that it is my sole purpose. It's my calling. It's my biggest passion. It changed my life so much and I changed many other lives with it. Uh, for many years, I've been doing so, so many retreats. It was actually the first thing in my life. I lived for that. And at the moment when I speak, I changed. I made some changes because of the guidance of the plant medicines. And now I feel more that I am at the first place and my work is after that. And that's more healthy. But I don't regret living for the ayahuasca because it's so sacred, it's so holy. And that's why you can also imagine that learning to cook the ayahuasca is not something you will learn just from a video and you try it and everyone in the world will start cooking the ayahuasca. In one hand, maybe it will bring something nice because I can also share actually how the ayahuasca went from the Amazon spreading toward the whole world. I'm not sure if I'm going to talk about this because I just follow the flow and I want to keep it to the subject. Like, how did I learn to cook the ayahuasca? I will start with my journey from my very first ceremony. In my very first ayahuasca ceremony, and I also made a separate video about this, of course, like many years ago. Um, it changed my life completely. Because if you change your perspective, everything is changing. And ayahuasca changed my perspective on everything in life. Um, what life is, what life is about, who I am, what love is, how everything is connected, how everything happens for a reason. And it doesn't mean that I'm enlightened and I have never problems again, I have never chances again. No, I'm human. I still have an ego, even after so many ceremonies, my ego is still there. This is what we play here on this earthly plane. We, we are playing the human game where we have an ego. And I can tell you in this world of ayahuasca, there's a lot of ego. Um, I'm really laughing if I think about that. I also had another expectation from this world, but no, uh, we are all human, we have this ego. And yes, you can experience in ayahuasca as if you have no ego anymore and you are above it and you know it all. But when you come back out of ceremony, you're still this human being. Yes, maybe you changed, your neural patterns has been changing, your way of thinking has been changing, you healed yourself. Things are out of your system. You change behavior, you change the way you live, you think, you eat, your health, your path, your career, your purpose. Yes, this can all change. Still, we have this ego and this is the challenge. Okay, my ayahuasca ceremony was so impressive. I went again and again because even when I find so many answers, I also had more questions and I'm a very curious person. I always have questions. I also want to, I love to go deep into, yeah, whatever, like conversations, subjects. And if it's really touching me, I like to go deep. So I've done so many ceremonies, never with the expectation that it would be my career. Never, ever. I believe, and that's something I learned from the plant medicines, that it's not up to your mind who decides this is my path, this is my goal. No, it is the other way around. And this is a funny misconception from my perspective. We think we have to set goals and work towards that. I love the quote, life is what is happening to us while we are 
busy making other plans. This is my own story. I could maybe have plans, but it always turns out to be different. I never ever had a plan to work with ayahuasca. It, yeah, I thought it would be nice to organize ceremonies, but to be a guide, I didn't really think about it. So I was just participating and partic participating and I started at the Santa Daime Church in Amsterdam. Back then I had a boyfriend from Brazil. He started to speak about ayahuasca. I thought, wow, I don't know what it is, but I want to experience this. I did not do any research. I stepped into the ceremony and it was mind blowing, as I said before. It changed everything and it was also so nice for our relationship. Um, we immediately changed our lifestyle, like no way we would drink alcohol, no, no interest for the clubbing. We thought when it's weekend and when it's possible, if we can do ayahuasca, it, it helped us to understand each other, to understand life, to have more respect for each other, to love each other deeper. So it was also something for us together, but also of course for us as an individual, it helped so, so much. And then... I got a lot of homework, which you will see in the other podcast. In the end, I changed my name. This was something the plans have been guiding to, like Maria Joana. It's in my passport, but I was not using those names. My calling name is Marietta. So when the guidance was keep on telling me, Maria Joana is your name. And if you don't use your real names, you will never live your purpose. So Maria, you are Maria, you are Maria. And then I changed, like I added Joanna, which is in my passport, Maria Joanna, which is almost marijuana. Um, yeah. When I did that, I also started to do spiritual work. So this was my introduction to do spiritual work. I learned myself a technique to have these visions, what you have in ayahuasca, but then without ayahuasca and to learn to read the visions and learn to dream to, yeah, to, the dream language. This is the start of my spiritual career of mariajoana.com. Not sure if this website exists when you're listening to this podcast. Um, but then I was doing the spiritual work and I thought, how amazing would it be if I could offer ayahuasca? Because I start to have so many messages. Maria, if you would do ayahuasca ceremonies, I would love to be guided by you. Oh, Maria, you give me such a comfortable feeling. If one day you would organize ayahuasca ceremonies, I would do it with you. And it was happening again and again and so many messages. And because I was in the Netherlands kind of the only one who spoke about ayahuasca on YouTube, it was as if I was kind of the face of ayahuasca in the Netherlands, in this small, small niche, of course, because not many people know about this. And then there was a, a ceremony center that all the time start to hear my name. Everyone says, yeah, I came here because of the video of Maria Joanna. Yeah, I came here because of Maria Joanna. And they thought, Maria Joanna? Who's Maria Joanna? They saw me on YouTube and then they thought, okay, let's send a message to Maria Joanna and see if we can work together. And that was for me amazing. It was like a dream coming true. I received this message. I, I remember it so well. It was at night that I read this because I picked up my parents from the airport. And yes, I had to sleep because it was, let's say, 3 o'clock a.m. I couldn't sleep anymore. I thought, oh my God, I want this. 
I already typed the message that I want to respond, but I thought I cannot send this at night. So I will wait until the next morning. So I woke up early again. I sent this message and I got a message back like straight. I thought, okay, we called. And then he said, let's just do a test and do a retreat together. I said, okay, I want to do a Christmas special. So I started out with organizing an ayahuasca three-day ayahuasca special with Christmas, Christmas special. This was fully booked so fast. Actually, yeah, because I was so enthusiastic, I made a whole web page. I just sent it out into the world. And before we met in real life, the retreat was almost already fully booked. So it was in a very, very short time. Then even when we met for the first time, the center and me, the people were... Um, yeah, subscribing for this retreat. So we were talking like, oh, another subscription, another subscription for this retreat. So we was like, wow, this is, this is meant. This retreat was for me like the best. Now I could be assisting a ceremony. Still, I was not cooking my, uh, the medicine and was wow. So I started at the Santa Dime Church. I think I did 31 ceremonies. It's actually really a lot. Then I started to organize the ceremonies and guide the ceremonies. So I was a guide, but I had no clue how to guide. I just followed my, my intuition a little bit and the instructions, but it was not really a training. Then, because it was a success, we started to do more retreats. And we did like January, February, and also very soon in this process, because this was with Christmas, I think in February, my father was already in my ceremonies, or it was even January, like very fast. He said like, wow, if I see the response of the people, the people are so happy with you, like, I would like to do it too. So my father was participating, and before that, I already did a ceremony with my younger sister. I did a ceremony with my mother. So I also let my family be involved. And later on, after my father did it, a lot of friends followed because they said, if your father is doing ayahuasca, we should also drink ayahuasca. And I was very enthusiastic. I'm like, I was a number one uh, ambassador for ayahuasca, for sure. <laughs> okay, so all the retreats that I organized were fully booked and it was on a Monday. So Monday is not a popular day to do a retreat. But I did the Mondays because their center was having space. There was no ceremonies. They said, okay, we give you all the Mondays. And we had 16 participants on the Monday and they were all fully booked. So then I said, actually, this location is not really my style. I like to have comfort. I like to have a bit more luxury. I like to upgrade the retreats. One of the guys said, okay, Maria, I'm with you. And in March, he found a beautiful villa. And this villa had a garden that was like a fairy tale with fountains, uh, with uh, like water with fountains. Uh, it was also beautiful extra house at the back of the garden. You could have a whole walk because it was such a big garden. So it was connected with nature, what I also really loved. It was having a swimming pool, a sauna, a steaming room, uh, different showers, bathrooms, different uh, bedrooms. Uh, it was having a... Um, a fireplace in the middle of the ceremony room. And this house reminded me so much of my parents' house. It was so similar. So I really felt, 
Oh my god, yes. So we started to do the ceremonies there with more intimate uh, groups. So it was the groups were smaller. There was more luxury. And we upgraded also the food a little bit, like better quality. It was amazing. Then at that point, I was more in the role, like I was assisting when I wanted, but I was also really letting it grow and doing the YouTube videos and doing the marketing and a lot of things around. Because when you start organizing ayahuasca ceremonies, it's not only the ceremony. People hesitate before or after. And even when I had an assistant who was doing the email, I also had to train her. I had to call with people when they were afraid, when they went out of the ceremony and they did not feel good, because that also happens. Um, yeah, there's so much around. So everyone who's working with the medicines, I have a lot of respect because I know it's so much work. Also practical things like washing all the beddings, um, cleaning the location, uh, arranging the food. It's, it's so much. And especially because it's working with deep emotions, the emotional part with the people. That's very, very important. Also the team. But then my business partners were doing the team. And I was doing more the marketing, if the participants were okay, uh, calling with the participants, that kind of stuff. And then we were also always fully booked. And this went on until we had to leave the villa because it was sold. Then we went to another location and also the government was not really agreeing with what we were doing. And that has been following me several times so we went to another location it was a villa also far away from me far from amsterdam um, and this was more solid this location was very stable very very stable no swimming pool sauna all that kind of bullshit because you don't need it and we had a better ceremony room we could have more participants we had a separate living room also we had better sleeping area we had more sleeping rooms. It was a very stable, solid situation, I would say. And I enjoyed this time so, so much. And it was, yeah, it was a huge success again. Then, until someone was sending me messages on social media. And she said, hey, and now I'm going to talk about the recipe of the ayahuasca. What you're doing is not really ayahuasca. I thought, it's not really ayahuasca. How can you come up with this? I mean, this is ayahuasca. Uh-uh, it's not really ayahuasca. I thought she's talking bullshit, but I always want to learn. I always want to improve, and I'm so curious. I said, okay, um, let's meet up. Tell me, I want to learn. And then we met up. Uh, we met each other in Amsterdam. And she was explaining that you can cook ayahuasca with different plants. But certain plants... There's actually just one plant, one plant who's carrying the spirit of Mother Ayahuasca. And this is the Kapi plant that contains the Ayahuasca. So not the plant with the DMT. We think, or I thought, the plants together, so the DMT and the Mayo inhibitor, because Ayahuasca contains about DMT and the Mayo inhibitor, that's a holy merit. You cook this for a long, long time, which I will tell later. Um, that's the holy merits, and then you have the ayahuasca. I thought, but no. She told me that the kapi plant, which is the vine in Dutch liam, that grows in the jungle, that contains the spirit of mother ayahuasca. And that plant by itself is called ayahuasca. And the case that I had, I made a male inhabitor and a plant with DMT together as ayahuasca, which is the holy merits, 
But my plant was not the one from the jungle. It was not the kapi plant, no. The one that they were using, and I was not cooking so far, I was only assisting, and I learned so much about assisting. Then I learned that we had the harmala, harmala plant, which is an Arabic plant. It comes from Iran, actually, by the, with the old Persian yeah, kingdom. We had the Syrian rue, Syrian rue as the male inhabitor, and this is the harmala, they call it. And a lot of Arabic people will, call, will know this plant as harmala. We call it Syrian rue. Is there another name? I guess th these are the names for this. And that are seeds, and it's a lot easier to cook. It's, yeah. Yeah, when I cooked it for the first time, it was immediately good. And sometimes you find this also at smart shops. You can use this when you do, for example, a mushroom trip and you do the harmala, the searing roux. You cook this as a mayo inhibitor. Then you take the mushrooms and you get a like, stronger trip. Also, what we did with this ayahuasca, we had the searing roux and uh, mostly, I think, we had mimosa or jerema for the DMT. And yeah, you have the same effect, you have the same journey. And actually, I would say this combination of the Syrian rue with the Jurema or Mimosa for the DMT is stronger. And I would say, in a way, I had more success with this plant because it is stronger, so more success rate. Um, and I will go into it when I go to the other plants with the Kapi and the Chikruna or other DMT plants. What we also did is we separated those plants. So first you drank the Syrian rue. Why? When you drink this separately, this mayo inhibitor gives a break to the, uh, to the enzymes in your stomach who break off the DMT. So our bodies, they contain DMT. This is made by the pineal gland. But the enzymes in your stomach, they break off the DMT, DMT, they break off the DMT, and that's why we are also in this human consciousness, this normal human consciousness. Then, when you have this mayo inhibitor, or the kapi plant, or the serine rue, the harmala plant, they, like, they, you can see it as if the gatekeeper steps away and it opens the portal into your inner world, and then you go into the world of ayahuasca. When you would only take this natural mayo inhibitor, you already open up your unconscious world because your body contains DMT, and you will get very vivid dreams. I've experienced that. I've been testing this. I've been microdosing this. So that's why I know. I've been microdosing and the kapi, but also the harmala seeds. The harmala seeds, if you think like, oh, maybe I would like to work with this plant or I want to get to know this plant. To me, it's a very warm and beautiful spirit. Um, and the mystery of the Arabic old knowledge that is also, it disappeared in the Persian kingdom because the Persian kingdom have a lot of wisdom about plant medicine. And yeah, I don't know what, but if you look at the mosques, you can see the world of ayahuasca. If you Google mosque Iran, you would see like such a beautiful mosque that it has to be inspired from the world of ayahuasca. Same also for, yeah, no, I will keep it like this. Okay, so this plant is definitely possible to have a beautiful journey, but the shamans from Peru, they don't even know this plant and they say, no, it's not ayahuasca because it's not their plant. So how we call it, it's not ayahuasca, we call it anahuasca. From my perspective, it's not a less quality, your experience, but 
I learned from the ayahuasca tribe that it's more risky, it's less safe, and yeah, from my experience, it's definitely stronger. So we did it separately, so to already prepare your body, the enzymes, they don't break up the DMT anymore, and then you drink the DMT. By the way, the taste of these plants both are so horrible, so horrible, and it's more horrible than, than the other plants, the Kapi and the Chikaruna. But back then, I had no clue about like different plants, how to make it, because I was assisting and organizing and I was living my purpose of healing people and I was so driven. And because I was so driven, I said, okay, but if you know better, I want to learn. So she said, if you want to learn, we have to go to Brazil. I said, okay, I'm in. The deal was I bought, uh, I paid her journey and she also had a relationship in Brazil. So she was happy to see her boyfriend. And um, I went to Brazil with her, which was a crazy journey. We went to the Santo Daime communities and they live in communities. They have a lot of ground on hills and there they have their own plants with protected. They make their ayahuasca, but this ayahuasca is called Daime. So it has the same ingredients as the ayahuasca, which is the kapi plant and the chikruna. And by the way, you have also other plants to use for the DMT, but in the Santo Daime tradition, they do or Chakruna or sometimes also Jurema. But Chakruna is very, very important for the, for the rituals of the Santo Daime. They honor this plant a lot because they call it Rainha da Floresta. And the Rainha da Floresta means the, king, uh, the queen of the forest. And you also see her as the queen of the forest because the leaves even look like as if it's a female queen with a crown. And in the traditions of the Santa Daime church, they use also the crown as, um, yeah, the, the, for some special ceremonies, the women, they wear this crown if you are initiated. I have been initiated in the Santa Daime church at the end, and I have this crown. I have the, yeah, the outfit of them for the ceremonies. So this journey really made a huge impact. If you like, if you realize that I have the initiation, yeah, it changed me a lot. What we did in this journey, we have been spending three and a half months, no, not months, weeks in this community. And I can say that we almost drank the ayahuasca, which they call daimi, and they really make it different than the ayahuasca, than the shamans. We spend the three and a half weeks drinking the daimi almost every day. In these communities, I also got to know the rapé uh, and the magic of Santa Maria, which is still not really my medicine. Santa Maria is like uh, the marijuana that they use in ceremonies. That's their tradition to combine and the ayahuasca and the Santa Maria, the, the marijuana. And I do like this because I smoke it like this. It helped me a lot, but still, I would say I prefer the pure ayahuasca. And okay, I have to say again, this is the daimi. And I like to take you into the process of, of making the daimi, because this is very, very special. So they live in the communities, they have their own grounds, they have their own protected plants. If you walk through their forest, you see a lot of vines, you see a lot of plants with the chikruna, Rainha da Floresta. And when we started, first we were just coming out of our period. So also this girl and also me. 
we needed to clean our energy. And if you're in your period, you cannot cook the ayahuasca. So this is for every tradition, I guess. When you're in your period, in some traditions you can join the ceremonies, in some traditions you cannot. This, this is depending on the shamans. A lot of shamans say it's fine, but some shamans say, no, you're too open, you're too sensitive. And from my own perspective, like I am a woman, I've been doing ceremonies when it was in my period. You are definitely more open and more sensitive. So when you do your ceremony in your period, it affects your journey, but you can do it. Okay, we did a combo to clean our bodies. It was also my first combo experience. I have some vlogs from that uh, whole journey. Uh, I did rapé, which I have done before, but I experienced it as if it was my first. And in the jungle, they give you so much rapé, so strong, like, whoa. And that was also magical. So they live for the plants and they have the churches all around the globe, most of the times in secret uh, like you don't know about this, this is underground because in most countries it's forbidden. What a Santa Daimi did, and this is a big, big, big blessing for the whole world. The Santa Daimi, they are the ones why this ayahuasca is spread all around the globe because there was this guy, he's called uh, Mestre, Mestre, Mestre Irineo. Oh, I'm not sure if I say this right. Mestre, like Mr. Irineo. And he got a ceremony with the shaman tribes. He's a, yeah, a dark-skinned big man. And he got a message, make this a religion with the ayahuasca. Spread it all around the globe. Make a different tradition than the shamans do. So they have, in Santa Dame, they have their, their own tradition, their own way of doing the ceremonies, but also their own way of making the medicine. And they call it daimi. And daimi means in Brazil, like a give, Santo Daimi, like give me the holy. And that's definitely what it is. The ayahuasca is so holy. And that's what you will receive, this holy, sacred experience. So he started a religion because in the law, in religion, you are free to express your religion in your own way. And this is their holy sacrament. And that is why in some countries, the Santo Daimi is allowed to do their work. And it used to be allowed in the Netherlands. It's changed. Um, but back then it was still allowed to do the ayahuasca as a holy, secre uh, sacre yeah, holy sacrament in the churches. So the ceremonies were taking place in the churches in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, in, in Den Haag and some other places and also all around the globe. But yeah, here it was really known that it was legal in the Netherlands, but it changed. So this guy... He got all the downloads from the plant medicines. And this is also common that you get downloads, you get guidance. Also what I've been sharing in my own podcast, sometimes like, hey, stop this, start this, go there, go there, make this journey. Or you get this practical guidance, not always, but it's really nice. And when you get it, it's very clear and you cannot ignore this guidance. So this guy, he did an amazing job by starting these churches. And even when these churches, I also have a negative experience, but also positive, which I will share. That's the blessing why the, the medicine is spread because the tribes, they wanted to keep this as their secret, their own like weapon of healing. And I didn't want to spread it to the world. But now in these days, yeah, it spreads difficultly, but it is. Okay. So we were in these tribes and we did a fight you and a fight you 
is when the community is making the medicine for all the different churches all around the globe, all around Brazil. And they do this in the community. So no one can cook the ayahuasca by itself, in this case, the daimi. No one can because it is something you do with the community. We were in this community, we did our combo, we were clean and we were ready to help in the fight you to make the medicine for actually for ourselves and for the Netherlands. We had paperwork with us to cook the medicine and go, take it back to the Netherlands. But I didn't know that it would be for myself, we would take it for others. A whole process started there and I was guided in making, like by making the, the Fai Chiu, by making the daimi, you drink the daimi throughout the whole day. So you start the day, maybe with rapé, and then you always start to drink the daimi. So you are connected with the spirits. Then the male go into the forest and they go to cut the vines for one part of the, of the daimi. The female, they go into the forest and they take the leaves and the leaves, they contain the DMT. And this is the Rainha da Floresta, the Chacruna. And it looks like you have three leaves and it's like one leaf is the crown and then the two other leaves and it grows. Yeah, it's hard to explain, but I really experienced Rainha da Floresta. For me, this whole journey was as if I got to know Rainha da Floresta the queen of the forest, uh, the Chacruna plant. I was communicating with this plant all, all the time during the whole process. So all these days we drank it and I was working to get these leaves and also certain leaves you couldn't take or you could take. And you were all the time asking permission. Can I take the leaves? Can I take the leaves? And you were in conversation. You were, yeah, kind of tripping. But at the same time, you gave the love towards the plants and like giving gratitude. Thank you that we can use these leaves. Thank you, can I use it? And making the connection with the nature, with these plants. And yeah, it was working. And it reminded me of like my own family because my family is all in agriculture. And it was also as if I was supported by the whole family lines. If they were watching me like, hey, this is new generation also in the plants, but different because my family is more from tulips and that kind of stuff. It was beautiful, beautiful. Every day was amazing. Um, and then in the evening, they were really cooking. So the men were cutting the capi plants, the, the vine. Then they were sitting all next to each other and they were smashing on the capi plants. Sometimes I see my English is not really good enough to say every detail, but they were smashing on this capi leaves to make it more fine. And then at the same time, they washed the leaves also to make it ready for the cooking process. This building had the opportunity to have a lot of big, big pans cooking with the layers of the chacruna and then the capi. It was layer of layer of layer of layer. And of course, the secret is, is it 50-50? What is it? Is it 70-30? What is the recipe? I'm not going to tell you this, but they are cooked together. So the holy marriage takes place in the pan. And so this was different than what we did with the center of the ayahuasca in the Netherlands. And um, then you cook this, and this is common, whatever ayahuasca you make. I mean, 
I would say you cook it several times, several times, several times. And they, with the ayahuasca, they cook it. The daimi, the daimi has been cooked 12 times. And this cooking is not just one hour. It's like a whole, yeah, how many hours is it? I don't fully remember, but let's say four hours. Four hours and then 12 times. Like, wow. And yeah, it's a whole ceremony. So all the men and women come there singing. And also while you're taking the leaves and while you're going to the forest, you sing the songs. And the songs are called hymnes. So it's holy songs from the church, from the Catholic perspective. But these songs are also downloaded by this Mestre Rineo and other people. And it also has a certain... Like a mantra also has a repetition. The hymnus also has a repetition. And it's a holy song that you sing when you are doing the cooking process, the fai chiu. And fai chiu means making. So you sing this into the medicine. And when you drink the medicine, you sing the same song. So you wrap it into the medicine, like it goes in. And then by singing, you wrap it out and the medicine is going to be activated and activating to heal you, to take you inside and to do whatever you need in these ceremonies. And this was, yeah, it was of course intense because three and a half weeks on this plant medicines. And I also got a lot of guidance myself. And one of them was that I got the message that I had to be initiated as a Fai Chiu. A Fai Chiu is an observer of the truth. And I would say, see the Santo Daimichurs as if it's like the Harry Potter school. It's a spiritual school. You got higher knowledge. It's different type of ceremonies than you get in other ceremonies. Because what you do in the ceremonies, you build a chain of light. And together with this chain, you go all up together. And many times when it's intense for one person, it's for the whole chain is more intense than another ceremony. It's so, so special. And you get so much wisdom, like not always about your own life, because you do this work also to raise a frequency for the whole planet. I got so much lessons and learnings out of these ceremonies and also a lot of visions about the future that we are in right now, like the corona pandemic time. And I I got it from from 2013 on visions about this time that is like now. So most of those insights were coming from the Santo Daimi ceremonies, definitely. Um, there was also another side because when I got initiated, they also were expecting me to live a certain way. So from my perspective, it I would call it a cult. Because you cannot be freely as a butterfly. So I soon, actually almost immediately quit because I couldn't live from rules outside myself. I live from within. And this is something the plants showed me. Like you live from inward out. What you feel, what your spirit wants to express. But still, I definitely got a guidance to have the initiation, which was very, very special. It's like a baptizement. And in this ceremony, you only dance. It was 12 hours dancing or maybe even more. And you drink ayahuasca as much as you feel like it. And that's also, of course, the nature. You don't drink. You don't, you don't take more than you need. You only take what you need. So there was a long, long ceremony. There's also a lot of more magic about this. But I want to keep it towards the process. So in these weeks, we spoke about having our own church with this 
daimi that we cooked ourselves. So I bought a lot of this daimi and I flew back to the Netherlands with a lot of this daimi medicine into my suitcase, which I was actually not sure if this was really allowed, but I took a lot and that's why I will never forget it. And of course I thought I will I will also support the community by paying this medicine and I will heal a lot of people by paying this medicine. And I made it myself together with the community. And that was the first time I made the daimi, the ayahuasca, with the kapi and the jacaruna. Um, but then when I flew back, then everything shifted. So we flew back and then this girl said, hey, I know you bought this medicine, but uh, you are too low in this ranking, so I take it. So she stole, in a way, this medicine that I paid for and I took in a suitcase and I took the risk. But she, she has it. Or she, of course, she, she will be, has, now is being used, of course, because this is a few years ago. But that was for me like, what is happening actually? And then I had also, I had to live from a lot of rules. They were controlling me, dominating me. So actually, I only did one more ceremony in the Netherlands with Christmas. And then I said, I stopped. This is not for me. How can you be so controlling? Like, not even, like, you are not my parent, you're not my boyfriend. Like, and even then, it's so unhealthy. I, I cannot stand it. So I quit this journey. It's not for me. I can understand it for other people. It's beautiful to adapt to those rules, but those rules go, it went really far, as far as that I could not even decide what lingerie I was wearing because it was too sexy or yes or no. It was, it was really like, too much i was also not allowed to drink other medicines only that one and i thought no i need to be free and that was also during the ceremony that the plants showed me crazy enough like you are a free spirit so this was already it there was a <laughs> special ceremony also but then okay i now learned so much about medicine that i couldn't work the old way but a new was also not the, not my way. So I took a sabbatical and then I went to Peru. I have been learning more about ayahuasca. I've been studying more about ayahuasca. And then I had a period that I was only assisting shamans. So I invited shamans uh, to come to the Netherlands, but I also did it at Ibiza. And then I was sitting next to the shamans. And this has been my training sitting next to the shaman, observing, observing, observing. I didn't have any ambition to cook the medicine myself. I only had ambition to bring people to the, to the, watch the ceremonies and to be an assistant. Um, then there came a point that I had a ceremony also that they said, you are ready to guide the ceremonies. I was like, wow. And then it's such an honor. It's something like, wow, am I really able and am I really capable? I was so humble and I see many other people, they do a few ceremonies and say, I want to be guiding ceremonies. That was not my case. I've been assisting so, so many ceremonies because we did every week ceremonies with yeah, mostly 16 participants. I was not always there, but I've been guiding so much and also seeing all the work around. Let's say there's been four, four years, maybe a little less, but then I got an invitation to be the guide. And then, but how do I get this medicine? I had just a little bit of this daimi, but not enough to host a lot of ceremonies. But what it is with this path, it just shows up. It comes to you. So you get the invitation, you think, oh, but I need to cook the medicine, and it comes to you. Then there was a guy 
who, yeah, it was crazy synchronicities who came into my life and he said, I can cook with medicine if you do the ceremony. So we worked together on this. But then there came a point very soon he said, I don't want to do this anymore. And he has been teaching me to cook the medicine. He saw like, you are really this ayahuasca woman. You deserve to cook it. So he teached me how to cook. And again, he can give me the recipe, but still it's your own journey if it works out or not. And sometimes the, because the plant medicines, they have their own spirit, their own consciousness. Even when you follow up all the steps, it doesn't work. But this was a beautiful journey and very fast I actually learned how to do this. And then that was the first time I cooked my own medicine. And yes, I used the kapi and the chakruna for a long, long time. But as a shaman, you always improve your medicine. You always use different yeah, details. For example, one detail can is... Um, oh, I don't know the English words. Um... But there are more ingredients than just the plants because you have to work on the pH. And my goal is also not to teach you on how to learn to, to cook the medicine. My goal is to make you aware of how this works. And if you are meant to cook the medicine, it will come to you. So that I forgot the ingredients, I'm fine with it because it's not my goal to teach you. But I also want to let you know it's not only the plants and the water, there's more to it. Okay the way I cook it. Then I did a dieta with Noe Rao and suddenly this dieta also changed me. It was such a big transformation and here I got to know uh, the Chaliponga and the Chaliponga spirit really touched me and this is the plant that you can use for the DMT. And also if you use the kapi plants there are two types, the yellow one and the red one. So the yellow has a different spirit than the red kapi and um, I cooked so far always with a red kapi and then also after this dieta I changed to the I'm not 100% sure actually I changed to the other kapi and I also changed to the chaliponga and I cooked way more like that it was so sweet and so like almost a paste that you needed just a little bit to drink for a strong journey so when you want to learn the ayahuasca, to learn to cook the ayahuasca, it will come to you. And also when you need to change from one plant to another, it will all come to you. This is my experience, of course. You can also be an exception and it's just like someone said, hey, let me teach you how to learn the, to cook the ayahuasca. But to me, it's a huge responsibility to cook, to guide. Also to cook, you also need to do a certain ritual. You need to use, for example, you can use a mapacho, you can use the palisanto, you can use different music, you can use, yeah, different details on how to make the right ayahuasca, but it's a big journey, it's a big responsibility. It's the greatest journey I would say you can use. And even also when you speak with other people who work with the medicine, yeah, it's amazing how, they journey, how their journey is and how they change the medicine, but you're always, always improving. And yeah, I hope that if you have been watching this whole video, first I want to say thanks that you followed through this whole video because it was a lot of information, a huge story. But if you feel this calling, trust that if it's meant to be, that it will come to you. And also for other things in your life, everything will come at the right divine timing. So if this is your path, um, I hope this still inspired you and helped you 
And I pray for you that you will find your soul purpose and that you can heal other people on this beautiful, sometimes challenging human path on earth. Thanks for listening. Check out our website, houseofoneness.com, for more information about plant medicine, microdosing, and ceremonies. Or find Maria Joanna at Instagram. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, keep following that inner voice.